listeners, welcome to another episode of TSPN. We have a very special episode for you guys today. We are going to be talking about the Chiefs' big win and Taylor on the field. And then we have a very special guest with us, um, TikTok creator Nikki King, queen of the 112 theory. So we're really excited about that. And we'll do a little chatting about 112 and the Grammys. So take it away right where you left me. Right where you left me, the first segment. So um, since our last episode, the Chiefs won another game, which is incredible. Um, I'm not sure that most people expected that. So that was super, super exciting to see. And um, to catch up on what Taylor wore, she went really simple this game. She um, did one of kind of an ensemble that we've seen a lot where she does this like oversized sweater with the pleated skirt. We've seen it before with like more of a plaid and maybe a, a blue sweater or something like that. So it was looked really cute on her. She had um, um, we got to see a lot of interaction with her on the field with Travis and her fam his family, which was yes. good to see. So question, how many times did you watch back her? running up to him and uh, falling in love in his arms. Probably like 10 plus. I'm just still shocked by all of it. It's just kind of like a culture shock thing for me because I'm so used to how private she was. Mm -hmm. And now it's like one extreme to the other. Totally. I, um, I think I watched it at least 20 times and I cried 17 or 18 of those probably. It was kind of a late night, though. I feel like that always helps, uh, you know, get the tears rolling. What about you? Did you cry at all? Um, I didn't. No. I didn't cry at all. You're not I, a big crier, are you? Not real big. A little bit. If I get on certain topics, I've cried on here before. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, when you talked about Taylor liking your uh, TikTok, that's that's a tear moment. Yeah. Um, or wait, no, I cried at that. I don't think you yeah. did. <laughs> I think I cried at um, what happened uh, with Jacob and Anna. Yeah. Yeah. That's valid. Valid. Oh, I was going to ask you something. So, um, Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, Las Vegas. Is Taylor going to be there? Yes. Taylor will definitely be at the Super Bowl. And I made a TikTok about this, which of course invited some dads, brads, and chads into our comments. So had a lot of blocking going on last night, but, um, you know, talking about that it's going to be her 13th game and how serendipitous is that? Um, I know I've seen a lot of people pointing out the other 13s going on. So the Super Bowl will be on February 11th. So two plus 11 is 13. It's the 58th Super Bowl. So five plus eight is 13. They are playing the 49ers. Four plus nine is 13. And then the 49ers quarterback is number 13, according to Google. I'm not going to pretend like I knew that before, uh, before yesterday. The numerology, like is numerologing. Like, it is. Literally. It is. So she'll be in Tokyo on that Saturday. So that is February 10th. And it's a Saturday night show in Tokyo, but they are 17 hours ahead of us. So when she finishes up, which should be around like maybe 9 to 9.30 p.m. local time for Tokyo because their show starts a little bit earlier. And I did read up that I guess there's some ordinances locally in Tokyo. They don't stay out late. That is late, I guess. I mean, for me, that's really late. 10 p.m. is very late. But um, they will end the show. And so that time, 9.30 p.m. in Tokyo is essentially, I think, 4.30 a.m. in Las Vegas on Saturday, not Sunday. So the show 
the show, the game, the game is on Sunday. And so she could essentially take that 13 ish hour flight from Tokyo back to Las Vegas and still get here on Saturday. I just said here, I used to live in Las Vegas. So like, oh, yeah. that was really sad. Um, Dan and I were actually looking up flights and hotels last night. Cause he's a lifelong chiefs fan. And, um, we quickly realized we don't have that kind of money, so we're not going. And also another 13, it's a 13 hour flight from Tokyo to Las Vegas. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. I Around looked it up. Time. I couldn't find any direct flights to like verify that information, but that is the, the news of the internet. So obviously it's true. Yeah. Then yeah, the numerology thing I've been paying more attention to since, you know, we, she's, you know, been all about it and the 13s and the numbers and the 112 and all that. And I mean, it's just amazing how it just shows up all the time. It does. Yep. Are we ready to introduce Nikki? Are we ever ready? Okay. This is so exciting. All right. So enough about the Chiefs and football. We've got another week that we can talk about that. Let's get into the good stuff with this episode. I am so excited, Jesse. Um, we pulled out all the stops for our very first guest. As you know, we plan to have plenty of guests on this podcast. We went big this time. We absolutely love her and we know you do too. And I'm sure that we don't even need to say her last name. I, I had somebody in my DMs the other day and I was like, oh, you should go check out Nikki's video. And I was like, you know, like, and I put Nikki's handle and um, I was like, I shouldn't assume. And she's like, yeah, duh, I know who Nikki is. <laughs> so Jesse, do you want to maybe... Real quick, give a, an intro to Nikki. Yes. So our friend, our very first guest on our podcast, Queen of the 112 Theory. Welcome, Nikki. Hello, everybody. Hello, guys. Hi. So glad you could come on. Welcome to TSPN. Thank you for having me. All right, Nikki, this is such a thrill to not only have a guest, but have somebody who has a huge amount of clout, should we say, surrounding a theory that we will get into, which is the 112 theory. Um, you know, we all we all go down rabbit holes and, you know, make our own Easter egg theories and whatnot. But you have one that's super complex and has almost just become synonymous with uh, all of the theories. Like I hear so many people throughout TikTok who are referencing the 112 theory. I remember, actually, I haven't told you guys this, but one thing that Nikki, you may remember, you and I were like DMing at one point because I, before I posted like my own theory videos, I would just like send people my own thoughts. So if you're somebody who does that to us, like welcome to the inbox. We love it. Happy to, happy to respond. Um, and I had sent Nikki a bunch of stuff surrounding like Salvador Dali and Dita Von Teese being in the Bejeweled music video. And I was like, girl, you got to watch this stuff. And that was a right around the time that the 112 theory was blowing up. And so I remember being like, Nikki doesn't have time for this. She doesn't have time for this shit. She, were you on like, I feel like you were featured on like a Today Show or something. Weren't you on something? I can't remember. I think it was the Today Show and they just showed my face. It was whenever she had announced um, the Aristor film mm -hmm. and there were several TikToks that scrolled through and mine was one of them. And I think they included my voice as well. Um, and my friends texted me from my book club and they were like, Nikki, why were you just on my TV? Oh my um, so yeah, that was, I guess, the end of August. 
Yeah, that would make sense. It was around that time and I was like, all right, Nikki's busy. So I just took my own theory and I, I just made a video and that's kind of where I started making more theory videos. I will disclaimer personally, I know Jesse, you've been kind of going back in time and Nikki's done a ton of homework as we head into this episode to just kind of go into the theory um, from the ground up a little bit, but I have not actually kind of gone back in time. I'm very aware of some of the future predictions. So I'm really thrilled for Nikki. Like, I feel like I'm like a kid right now. I'm kind of like the audience, like I'm hearing it for the first time. Um, and so I'm excited for you to kind of break it down for us again. Um, and, you know, really, where did we land here? And where is it headed? I will say, um, also, Nikki was one of my first friends on TikTok. Um, and Nikki started with just feeding me information, too. That's how it and I, you know, some of the theories that I had back when Nikki and I were friends, but Nikki wasn't making videos came from her. So then Nikki started making her own videos, which blew up, obviously, and was amazing. And we've just been friends ever since. So it's kind of weird how that comes full circle like that. So you were, okay, let's, let's, so Nikki was in your inbox. Mm -hmm. I was in Nikki's inbox. Mm -hmm. So let's keep the train going. So the next big Swift talker is going to be, you guys can message me. All right. So Nikki, the 112 theory blew up, right? Where in the world did you get the idea and how did it start? Okay, so to go back to the beginning, early August, before the 1989 announcement, I got a DM from Ryan. Ryan is now my friend. We have talked since this time period and uncovered all kinds of crazy stuff. But the first thing that Ryan sent to me was, do you think that the man wall could be read as an infinity symbol? And that blew my mind because we all thought that 1989 Taylor's version was going to be the next re-record. Can y'all hear my cat knocking? It's totally good. Um, I did hear a little bit, but it wasn't. That He's now meowing. Um, real quick before we get too far mm -hmm. in, should we do a little recap on the man wall? So this was in the man music video. There is a scene where Taylor is in a subway station and there is spray paint of all of the different album titles. And, um, a lot of people kind of thought we would be reading it like a clock. So with the re-records and all of the stolen albums or the albums that were sold off from underneath her. Um, she was going to be re-recording them. And that was clearly an Easter egg. And up until that point, it felt like it was going to go in a circle. And so Ryan coming into your DMs and saying an infinity symbol was <laughs> wild. It was. And once he sent that, the number of infinity symbols that we found that she had used, um, particularly as it relates to the re-records, she was dropping these eggs the whole time to let us know that after Speak Now, we were headed to 1989. Yep. So it was crossing over the center. It does the karma, because you know how the word karma is written in the center, does that also play into it with Midnight's? So she announced Speak Now, Taylor's version, on May 5th, mm -hmm. and she released the karma music video on May 26th, May 27th. Yeah. Um, the karma remix came out that weekend, and so... If you're following the infinity theory, we would go from a speak now announcement to a karma music video, or at least that's the idea. I personally think that the karma in the center of the man wall is 
just that the process is a karmic process of death and rebirth as she kills off her old versions of herself when she releases the Taylor's versions. Yep. So if you are not super familiar with the man wall, we may be referencing some of it visually. So definitely just Google it, the man wall, Taylor Swift, um, because as we kind of talk about the album order, that will help you understand um, what we're referring to as far as the order. Okay. So Ryan gives you the DM. First off, is Ryan somebody we need to shout out? Yes. hundred percent. What is that? What's his handle? So... Um, it's Ryan K or the actual username is at underscore Ryan eighty nine sixteen. Perfect. We love you, Ryan. Thank you mm-hmm. for everything that was like that was the seed that grew the tree. Um, all right, great. So the uh, infinity symbol kind of started it out, um, and I agree with you. Like even like from her jewelry. Um, I know there was that one video where the spindles in her staircase look like an infinity. Where are some of the other places that we saw infinity symbols? I know the infinity bracelet she wore repeatedly. Um, in the Aristor film at SoFi Stadium, whenever we're entering the stadium, a drone flies in and it captures the infinity symbol that's on the outside of the stadium as you're entering in. So I think they chose that as a focal point for a reason. What about the um, the Karma music video when she's in dancing in the hourglass and then it turns? There's an infinity there whenever it shows her like her face, I guess, in the 1989. Yes, and also in the Summer I Turned Pretty, which is a show that has featured so many Taylor tracks that she's I think you know been a crucial part of. One of the key themes of that is the infinity necklace, and yes. also in the show The Wilderness. Uh, and the intro to that, which features Look What You Made Me Do, Taylor's version, has an infinity, is it a bracelet or necklace? It's a piece of jewelry, I know. I don't know yeah. which. And it yeah. turns into an orosporos, so it's very rep-coded. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Great. I'm sure as we go on, we'll think of others. And guys, feel free to leave them in the comments on our YouTube or our TikTok if you uh, think of other infinity examples. Um Okay, cool. So then Karma is obviously the middle. So we crossed over Karma with the music video and then we get to 1989. Um, so what happened next for you? So shortly after we went public with those videos or that theory, um, Ryan also pointed out that there was a pattern from the start of the Eras tour on March 17th to the release of Speak Now Taylor's version on July 7th, and from the release of Speak Now Taylor's version to the release of 1989 Taylor's version. And that pattern is the repetition of 112 days because from March 17th to July 7th is 112 days. And from July 7th to October 27th is also 112 days. Did you know, so did this all kind of come to you guys after 1989 was official or was it when it was just being speculated? It was after the announcement. So okay. it's once the pattern had been established. So then what happened? Oh, what happened? That is the question. Um, however many months of chaos and finding connections to 112 or the reverse of that, which is 211. Um it's wild the amount of stuff that we have found connections to this number. And I think some of it has already been confirmed, right? She's used this pattern twice and these references go back to 2019, um, to the lover era where I think she was trying to establish this pattern 
Um, but the stuff that she has continued to use to current day, she is still referencing 112 for some reason or another. I think that um, she got the number 112 because it was the date that she met Scott Borchetta, 11-2. And he, yeah, and he's the one who basically sold off her albums to Scooter Braun. Yeah, so um, we think there's multiple predictions on why a 112-day pattern might be significant and something that she did intentionally. And that was one of the questions that Ryan had initially was, if it's intentional, why 112? Um, 112 days is 16 weeks, but we really think the emphasis was on 112. Like Jesse said, the day that she met Scott Borchetta was November 2nd. In addition to that, speaking of Scooter Braun, so Scooter Braun started working with Kanye West in February of 2016. And if you know what happened in February of 2016, that is when Kanye released the album Life of Pablo. And that's the album that featured the song Famous, where he has the line, the inappropriate, disgusting line about Taylor. And he actually premiered that song on February 11th at Madison Square Garden for the album listening party. So that's another connection to 112 or 211. And again, that is when he started working with Scooter Braun. So when Taylor talks about who Scooter Braun had been in her past, that's when he started working with Kanye. And that is the event that precipitated all the things that would go wrong for her in 2016. Um, mm -hmm. Was that album, that comment, and all that came from it. Yep. And for those of you quickly that don't know, the main catalyst was that, you know, Kanye recorded a phone call with Taylor against her knowledge. And um, Kim Kardashian was there. She was his wife at the time. And they edited it to make it sound like she approved Famous and the line. Um, but she did not approve the whole line. Yeah. And the, the way that it was cut was a little bit out of order. So the full video came out in 2020. And it showed the entirety of the conversation. It's a doozy, guys. <laughs> if you want to listen to it, it's long. Um, but and that is really what it is. It's a long video that was cut to make it seem like she was giving approval. He released the music video in the song. She won the, the Grammy for Album of the Year shortly after, stood on stage and said, don't let any person in your life, any man, take credit for your fame. And that was really the start of what would be the downfall that would lead into reputation. We obviously will do Swifty one-on-one. -on -one. I know we're having Nikki on and we're like going straight into it and we haven't even like given a lot of this background. So if you're lost, come back to this episode after we do some Swifty one-on-one. But um, yes, Scooter Braun is definitely a piece of why we are re-recording everything. I say we because obviously we're involved. Um, mm -hmm. And then the Scott Bruschetta thing. So Scott Bruschetta was her original, um, like he founded Big Machine Records, essentially stardom for Taylor. And so that 11-2 date, November 2nd, back in, gosh, what would have been like 2005, 2006? I think it was 2004. No, she, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So he, he met her in 2004 and the rest is history. And speaking of, so February 11th, you know, Taylor has said 31 to her is the same as 13. So 
she has given me permission to see 211 and interpret it as 112. Um, and so, you know, that the, the odds that Kanye premiered that song on February 11th, um, I don't think it's a coincidence that she announced her first re-record of her stolen work on February 11th. Oh, that is also, yeah, that's also the day that she filed the trademarks for all of the other Taylor's versions. I love her level of petty. Oh my God. It's also the Super Bowl this year is 211. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. I, it's going to be good. Like, at what point is it intentional? And at what point is it just numerology, numerologing, right? But like, I love Taylor's level of petty. Yeah. Um, and something else I'll bring back to what we were talking about earlier, the man wall. So on the man wall, if you pull up an image and look at it, all of the albums are there in graffiti, except for Taylor Swift. It's on the sign. But the first re-recorded was Fearless. And Fearless is different than all of the other album names because Fearless is written backwards. And for years, people have tried to figure out why is Fearless backwards. In The Man, she told us she'd be a fearless leader. She'd be the alpha type. Right. So we knew that Fearless was going to be the leader for the re-records, or now we know. But one of the reasons I think it's written backwards is because she announced it on February 11th, which backwards is 112. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So now that we've gotten a couple rounds of 112, you know, 112 days leading to something very significant, what does that mean for the future? Like, where are we headed? That is the ultimate question. And I can't wait to find out. But one of the things that we said as a part of the original 112 Day Theory video was we went back to the Midnight's era where she had the four variants of the album that formed a clock when you put them together. And if you remember, she made a TikTok where those four album variants were put together on a wall and she said, it's a clock, she's a clock, it can help you tell time. And so our thought was, well, if she's used two cycles of 112, is that something that she's going to continue over the Eras tour as she continues to release albums? So if, if she continues to use 112 days from October 27th, 112 days later would be February 16th of this year, which is not very long from now, just no. a few weeks. And 112 days after that would be June 7th of this year. So the original theory was that if she continues that cycle uninterrupted, that over a period of 448 days, we would have the four remaining re-records. We've already gotten two of them. What's interesting about 448 days as it relates to the Midnight's album and that clock is that the original Midnight's album that was released at midnight on October 21st of 2022 was exactly 44 minutes and eight seconds. Four, four, eight. Oh my gosh. Okay, so 112 is significant, 224 and 448. And 336. I feel like I'm like learning a new, like I have a hard time with the 112 theory, not thinking of it in like quarterly months, like, oh, every three months, because it is every 16 weeks. So in theory, um, four cycles of it is like a year and a half, probably, um, you know, so it's just something to kind of think about if we're envisioning this being a clock, it's, it's bigger than the year calendar. So far, 
And we'll go back in time a little bit and talk about other examples of 112 patterns that she's done, like with 112 days, not just like, you know, things adding up to 112 or the, you know, the day she met Scott Borchetta. But um, would reputation then kind of confirm it for you? Or are we already confirmed that there's a pattern here? Because I mean, is it like two times a coincidence, three times definite? Or what are your thoughts there? So every album that she has released since Lover has been in some form of a cycle of 112 days or an attempt at it. It fits into some calendar. Um, Lover was exactly 112 days before her birthday and her birthday to folklore was 224 days. So from Lover to folklore was 336 days. I think a cycle restarted. Um, She had originally intended to release Evermore on December 18th of 2020. Um, She actually released it on the 11th of um, December that year, um, which again is 12-1-1. Anyways, um, so December 18th to when she released Fearless in 2021 on April 9th, that is 112 days. From Fearless Taylor's version to when she announced Red to be released, that was um, November 19th, I believe, November 19th. That was 224 days. And from the intended release of Red Taylor's version to Midnight's was 336 days. So she has already used this pattern for every album or, you know, a multiple of 112 days, like I said, since the Lover era or an attempt at it. So it is well established. The question is just why, which we think we know, and will she continue that pattern or has there been some type of glitch in the schedule? I think that's pretty significant. So you said the intended release of Red. If I recall Folklore, which came out in the summer of 2020, and then we had Evermore. You mentioned Evermore on December 18th got pushed up a week. Wasn't that because Paul McCartney, correct, that there was an album? Yes. So Paul McCartney told Howard Stern in an interview that Taylor moved an album for him. Uh, She was going to release her album on December 18th, which is actually Benjamin Button's birthday. She likes to use her cat's birthday. Yes. Because Meredith's birthday is also November 10th, which is Reputation's original birthday. Um, Anyways, so she backed the album up to December 11th to avoid a conflict with Paul. Okay. So, so we're basing the 112 cycle off that original date. What was the lover or not lover? What was the red intended date? Did that get pushed around when she did red Taylor's version? So that was November 19th of 2021. And she announced that Uh, she announced it in June. That was publicly announced by Taylor and her team, but Adele released an album that day. And so Taylor pulled red back to November the 12th. Which Got is it. still one, 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 two. I want everyone who's listening on like Spotify or Apple and not watching us to realize that Jesse is nodding to every single thing and she knows all of these facts too. And I just love it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, well, I'm like, also, I'm, I'm rehearing some of them though, and it's blowing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, there's you- so much. I mean, you can you can watch one TikTok video, right? And it's, you know, really cool. But when you, like, lay this all out and we have it all together, like, it's mind-blowing how Taylor uses numerology in her, in her life. 
Yeah. I mean, even if we, you know, even if we call it cycles of 16 weeks, right? Because in reality, 112 is very sticky. And we'll talk about some of the ways in which 112 um, has existed. And you found it out in more Easter eggs beyond what we've already discussed. But, um, you know, there's a pattern, right? Regardless of whether or not it's 112, 16 weeks, you know, whatever, there is clearly a pattern. And we know our girl loves a good pattern. So that's, there's not really disputing that it's more just to Nikki, to your point, like, what does 112 mean? Why? Um, is there a significant meaning there? And is she going to stick to it? Right. Or have we, have we figured it out and now she's going to like turn the car around and do something different on us? Yeah. People like to use, um, that scene from the hunger games where once they figure out TikTok, it's a clock and they said, spin it the number of people that tagged me and that once we went public with the 112 day theory that Taylor's just going to spin the clock. So we don't know what's coming next. I really feel like that's what's happened. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she did those two songs for hunger games for those who, you know, aren't old Swifties from back in those days. So like she also knows that reference. Yep. Okay. So I don't personally think that we have glitched yet. Mm -mm. So what is the significance of the glitch? There's been lots of Easter eggs hinting at a glitch in her system somehow. I don't think we've seen a glitch yet. Do you think we've seen a glitch, Nikki? Unless glitch is about her romantic relationship. I don't think so. All right. So for me, glitch, where she says, I think there's been a glitch. The system's breaking down. Uh, she refers to it as a love blackout. I think, if anything, that could be referring to the loss of her music. Her music was sold away from her in June of 2019. So six years from that point would be June of 2025. But that's not technically when she lost access to her work. She lost access to her work when she left Big Machine Records in November of 2018. Um... And so I think it's possible that the glitch ends when she regains ownership of her work, which could be November of this year, which doesn't follow the 112 day theory. But that's the only thing I have left that if it's not about her romantic relationship, then it's about the loss of her work, in my opinion. All right. So do we, Nikki, do you have any hope left that she could release Reputation Taylor's version February 16th? The logical side of me says no, because there's not enough time left for pre-sales. And I think she wants the re-records to be more successful than the original albums. And with only a matter of a few weeks left, she would really have to push those pre-sales in those three weeks to release it on February 16th. I say that but I have a pile of Easter eggs that leads me to February 16th. So the logical side of me says no. The clowny side of me says absolutely. It's coming out February 16th. All right. So if you're a clown and still want to clown for February 16th, I do have several things that are strange that to me appear as possible eggs to give you reason to clown for February 16th. So first, in the Bejeweled music video, which features the Heim sisters, Danielle Heim calls Taylor a snake, if you remember. Um, Jess, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember us trying to decode back in the spring 
tired techie wench. Yes. With the <laughs> note speak, cards. Yes. Speak not tired techie wench clean. So yes. speak not was a reference to speak now. And then clean is a song from 1989 Taylor's version. And then shortly after that, Danielle calls Taylor a snake. Danielle Himes' birthday is February 16th. And so for her to be the one to say that to her is interesting. Okay. And we know she loves to use other people's or her cat's birthdays. Yep. In the Lover music video, we know that's the first time that we saw the Lover house where she has all of the different rooms representing her different albums. And throughout the Lover music video, her and her lover are doing different things in different rooms in the house. She goes to every single room in the house multiple times, except the reputation room. She doesn't go there until the second half of the music video. And somebody pointed out to me to check the timestamp on when she climbs those stairs into the reputation attic. And is exactly at two minutes and 16 seconds into the music video. Oh my gosh. So, and that was all the way back in 2019 that she made this music video. So my hot take is that Reputation Taylor's version commercially is going to be her biggest re-record. I mean, right now it's 1989 Taylor's version, but I think Reputation Taylor's version will surpass it. I think that is the one that fans in Swifties in general are looking forward to the most. So as far as saying Taylor Swift needs album sales or pre-sales or things like that, like she's going to get the sales, right? Like she's, it's Taylor Swift. It's reputation Taylor's version. Um, Could she drop it to 16 and have it be like, you know, there'll be only reputation, no explanation, just reputation, that, that type of thing. Yeah, I think it's possible. Because, you know, that was something that she said during the reputation era a lot was there will be no explanation, just reputation. And a lot of people think that she will drop it without warning. Okay, hear me out. 211, not 112, 211, Super Bowl. She shows up as she's walking in. Are you ready for it? Taylor's version drops. I'm just saying. I'm going to throw that one out there. So I did think, you know, what television event in a calendar year has the biggest audience. It's the Super Bowl. And 211 is the anniversary of the announcement of Fearless Taylor's version, her first re-record. What if she had a commercial, which there was a rumor that she had filmed a commercial for the Super Bowl. What if she has a commercial during the Super Bowl? I, I will die. That. What for? The release of Reputation Taylor's version. <laughs> But then I don't know if she'd allow that to happen because it would take away from Travis. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But what if it did? Yeah, what if it did? Like, it doesn't have to be logical. It's just our fun little universe. <laughs> our like, clowning. she yeah. She's going to march in and literally all the sound is going to drop in the stadium. And Are You Ready For It is going to come on the loudspeaker. And Taylor's going to march in. And she's going to be wearing Kristen Juszczyk because obviously the girlies unite. It doesn't matter that they're fighting or their boyfriends are fighting on the field. Um, and, uh, we're going to get the Taylor's version of that. And then that Friday will be two sixteen, which is when we'll get the entire reputation album. I'm just saying, and if, if it happens, I'll play this back. Maybe instead of the national anthem, she'll get out there and finally sing. I did something bad. <laughs> right. What does that have to do with the reputation Taylor's version announcement? I mean, what do you think that has to do with everything? Because she 
purposefully has held back. I did something bad. I think she's going to add it to the set list. Isn't the reputation part so long already, though? Like, it's one of her longer set lists. Who's going to complain, though, if she adds it? Nobody. Not me. I mean, she added Long Live after she announced Speak Now to the main set list. I'm sure she'll cut something off Evermore because she hates it so much. So, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I, I definitely could see her adding I Did Something Bad because in concert, that song is fire. It was so good. So good. So another thing that um, I think Melinda actually found this. So, you know, in Snow on the Beach on the Midnight's album, Taylor references Janet Jackson. Yeah, She says specifically, now I'm all for you like Janet. So that's the name of Janet Jackson's tour was actually the All For You tour in the year that I'm referring to. That tour started... On February 16th and ended on July 7th. July 7th is the release date for Speak Now Taylor's version, and February 16th is the predicted release date for Reputation Taylor's version. But that's not all because the opener for the All For You tour for Janet Jackson was the band 112. That's crazy. Like, that's, there's no, like, these are not coincidences. Like, this is, this is like a, she's, she sought this through. She doesn't just throw like a Janet Jackson reference in a song just for shits and giggles. Like it's going to be, it's going to mean something. It right? has meaning. A 22 year old reference. Even if it was just the two 112 day cycles that we got for the first two re-records, that's an Easter egg pointing yep. to the offer you tour, which the opener was 112 or yep. 112. Agreed. Another February 16th Easter egg. On November 9th, when Taylor was in South America on tour, during the Champagne Problem speech, she said two numbers that she does not normally say. The speech is pretty rehearsed, but there are variations of the speech. One of the things that she said that night was that she hasn't been on stage in two months. That was the only time she said that. And she said that she's been writing music since she was 16. We know that she has been writing music since before she was 16. She said on tour, which another Easter egg I'm going to pull out for you here in a minute. She said she's been writing since she was 13 years old. So that is not a true statement. So why say that you've been writing since 16, except to say the combination of the numbers two and 16 in that order? Yeah. Now I'm convinced. I I know I'm like so I have a theory you know that I've said on here and in my TikToks that she's going to announce Reputation Taylor's version at the Grammys and that it's going to come out on April 19th but now I'm thinking it's going to come out February 16th now I'm clowning for that date anyway I mean why not clowning's fun something's got to happen right even if it's not Reputation I think to your point Nikki it follows the 112 cadence so I mean it could be a surprise appearance on a night show right it could be something but I feel like that's a date where Taylor's not going to just be absent um so something significant is going to happen either way yes so that's, I think, all of the 216 dates I have. But then just like the multiple references to 112. So birthdays of people that she's worked with this year or people she's included in music videos or people that she has shouted out. 
So I Spice, we know she had the collab for Karma, the remix. I Spice's birthday is January 1st of the year 2000, 112. She made an Instagram story post celebrating Griff's song Vertigo. Uh, Griff is a British recording artist. Her birthday is January 21st, but that would be written in Great Britain as the 21st of the first month or 211. Again, the inverse of 112. Taylor Lautner's birthday is February 11th, 211. Taylor Lautner also got married on November 11th of 2022. He has a tattoo on his forearm of that date that says 111122. And she included him in the I Can See You music video. I knew Griff. So she used Griff to foreshadow her announcing the release of Red, Taylor's version. So her putting up Griff again is, is definitely telling us something. Yeah, when I saw her birthday and how it would be written, it's just over and over and over again that you see these references that line up. Wow. Okay, what other 112 references do you have? So the red t-shirts that we all tried to figure out what they spelled, the red letters are never, ever, ooh, and a lot. And you can rearrange those letters to spell 112 Reaver. And Reaver means to steal or to plunder. So she is, you could look at it one of two ways. She is stealing back her work in 112 day cycles or someone stole 112 of her tracks. Both of yeah. those things are true. And have you, you said you've confirmed or like that we suspect that there's 112 tracks that are part of the lost. What's the, yes. what's the game plan there? So from debut to reputation, every song that she recorded including the Bad Blood remix and, unfortunately, Thug Story, which is on <laughs> Fearless Platinum. That is 112 songs, including, like, songs that weren't on albums, but anything that she personally wrote and recorded under Big Machine Records totals 112. Does that include, like, the Hunger Games or, like, the yes. uh, the one she did with Zayn? Yes. Um. Let's see. What else? So in the Bejeweled music video, the stopwatch or the pocket watch says X out ends three, two, then you hear the ding, the ding happens and the elevator doors open at exactly two minutes and 24 seconds, which in two minutes or two, 224 days, she reclaimed those two albums that were foreshadowed as she visited the third and fifth floor. Um, let's see. All right, so the anniversary of the date that her work was sold without her permission to Scooter Braun, that was June 30th. June 30th of this year, she was in Cincinnati. That was her first show there. She made a point to say that the song she was about to sing was one that she had written when she was 12 or 13 years old, when she was in middle school. So it was one of her oldest tracks ever. It was I'm Only Me When I'm With You. That is track 12 off of her first album. So tr album one, track 12. And she followed that up with a performance of Evermore, which if you look at the lyrics of Evermore, and we all remember that moment that she sang this song, yeah. but I believe Evermore is about the loss of her work. 
and the plan to re-record and reclaim her work. So I think that was so meaningful, the performance that night, that it was one of the first songs she's ever wrote and a song about reclaiming that work. On the anniversary that she yes. found out her work was sold to Scooter Braun. Yes. God, yeah. Nikki, you're convincing me. Not that I wasn't already convinced, but some of these like little details you forget about because you've made so many TikToks. Over, oh, it's everywhere. You know, it's like it's like you almost have to um, watch them in order. So yes, Nikki King 23 on TikTok. If you guys want to watch through all of the playlists, I'm sure you have a playlist for this, correct? Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah. because it's interesting because you're bringing all these things up, which I know I've heard. Like I watch your TikToks as they come up, but it's um, putting it all together now in hindsight um you know it's a simple theory right it's not you know it's not like layered and you know assumptions on assumptions it's very clear it's a, there's a pattern with the number 112 and it appears tons of times throughout different pieces and we know thus far that there have been cycles of 112 224 336 448 right. i just didn't did you did you see the hesitation in the map i did another one so uh, what I talked about earlier, it was early August. It was after the 1989 announcement on 8-9, August 9th, that I made the first video about the 112-day theory. The next show was August 24th, her first show in Mexico. She came out during the surprise song set and sang, I forgot that you existed. And then she followed that up with Sweet Nothing. I forgot that you existed is track one off of Lover. And Sweet Nothing is track 12 off of Midnight's. So I was looking for 112s and she came out and gave me a track one and a track 12. Easy. Mm -hmm. So speaking of surprise songs, she on June 23rd sang, If This Was a Movie, she followed that up 112 days later with the release of the Eras Tour movie mm -hmm. on October 13th. She's definitely intentionally using 112. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. You yeah. And you know if she has a song called If This is, Was a Movie, and she knows that she's going to make this, which was the Eras Tour, where she's sitting in that time, into a movie, that she would think through when is she going to sing that. And yeah, she already had that plan. To me, that's another confirmation that it's like, I always say there's like Looney Tune um, theories and I'm like all for clowning Looney Tune style, right? Like let's go off yeah. the rails, but there are things that are pretty straightforward. This is an example. I'll do a, we'll do a short episode at some point about how to get your significant other to become a Swifty because I've got like a 10 step program. But one of the steps early on is, you know, when you are going to kind of start to talk about Taylor Swift theories, you're going to use really straightforward fact-based ones, not not the ones that are assumption. It's not about like, you know, things that Taylor not Nation mine. posted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a good example of like 112. I mean, it's too complex to, you know, for a non-Swifty. Um, right. But I do think some little nuggets of it are very interesting. Yeah. So continuing on the track of surprise songs, she sang well over 100 surprise songs on tour. The 112th surprise song that she sang, I was on high alert for this. The only song, this was the first time that she had sung a song three times on tour. She sang, you're on your own kid, which is not far from you own your own kid. And if you look at the lyrics of that song, it is about her career from start to present. And so reclaiming her own work with your own, your own kid with the 112th song. Mm, it's something there. 
Definitely. Mm-hmm. The first performance Taylor gave in 2023, of the many that she did, and the first ever performance of the Midnight's album was on January 12th. She popped up as a surprise at the 1975 concert in London. Unfortunately, this means we have to talk about the Maddie Healy of it all. So she was with Maddie Healy on January 12th. And then he flew back to her from one of his shows across the world on May 4th. That's when he flew back to be with her in Nashville or when she was preparing for her Nashville shows. He was photographed at the airport in front of gate 112 wearing a Beatles t-shirt. May 4th is exactly 112 days after January 12th. No, stop. No, yes. mm -mm. no, yes. I can't take that. Well, in the Beatles tea, like, what, didn't she have a Beatles tea in an air? You're probably getting into this. She did when she went through customs in Mexico on August 24th of 2023. That is exactly 112 days after Maddie was wearing no. the Beatles t shirt at gate 112 on May 4th. You're fucking with me. Stop. <laughs> I am not. Maddie Healy and Taylor Swift are. Oh my. Yeah. So this is like, this is a thing. Like this is like, like this, I don't know. You can't make this shit up. Like, all right. I'm just going to keep going. Randomly. Yeah, girl. Keep, keep going. Keep feeding them to us. <laughs> um, okay. So do y'all remember when Capital One did a giveaway for the, um, insulated cups yeah. as a part of this, the sale for 1989 Taylor's version? In that giveaway, in the fine print, the rules, there were specific cities that were mentioned that got a certain number of cups every hour that were going to be awarded or prizes that were going to be awarded. But for the U.S. generally, the awarded amount of prizes was 1,112 prizes per hour. No, stop. Like why? Why, why 1,112? Unless 112 is an important number. All right. Taylor's last Eras Tour post after her last show in Brazil, the goodbye for the 2023 Eras Tour, was exactly 112 words to the dot. So, Nikki, do you come up with these or do people send them to you? Like, what's the mix here as far as, like, your sleuthing versus people feeding you after they've counted the words in the post? I counted those words in that you post, just, God bless you. And not just that post, other posts as well. Yeah. Do you use like a word counter or do you like physically point your finger so, at your phone and count through? Ryan, the smarter Swifty, <laughs> I texted him immediately after I sat there and painstakingly went through my phone and counted the, the words like this. I actually wrote the number at the end of the line so I wouldn't have to restart counting after I restarted counting about four times. He put it into a word counter and verified. He checked my math that it was in fact 112 <laughs> words. I love that for you. I have a Scrabble uh, app on my phone because my husband and I will play Scrabble sometimes and we like to verify if words are correct. And I have thrown things like Deep Fall, for example. I like throw it in to get like clues for like what words it might turn into oh. um, just to, you know, because I'm not into anagrams. I can't, I don't, mm, it's hard. Words are hard for me. Words are hard. Words are very hard. <laughs> okay. So the song Mastermind, which Jesse made a video that she thinks, I remember where I was when I watched this video that she made. It was one of those videos she made at like 3 a.m. that All I watched them. first thing whenever I woke up in the morning. 
um, got my Jesse fix for the day, but she made a video about the lyrics to mastermind and that the song is about making her masters hers, that the masters would be mine. So I think there's a couple things in that song, one about the music and one about the lyrics. So there's exactly 336 words in that song, which is another multiple of 112. And uh, the beginning of that track, that that, there are four measures of repeating 16th notes, which 16th notes, 16 weeks, and there's four measures and they repeat. I actually pulled up the sheet music to this. And so it's four repetitions of 16 and they repeat throughout the song. So if she is using four cycles of 16 weeks, she literally used the music in mastermind to foreshadow doing that. I think there's a lot to mastermind. I mean, I could dissect that all day long, but yeah, it's yeah, a we very will important do... song. We'll do a short or we'll include it on a future episode. Um, or in the meantime, you guys can run to Jesse's TikTok, Jesse Swift Talk, and um, and catch that video because, yes, it kind of made me start to think differently about Mastermind. And um, I think you're right on, Nikki, with the just, just quadrant concepts, right? Because the Midnight's albums had four, you know, four covers and then you turn them around and it turns into the four quadrants of a clock. And, you know, she made a big deal about that with the TikTok, like you've already said. So even the idea of like four chunks of 16 repeating notes, like just whenever it's equal like that, it feels like that's part of the bigger pattern here is the, the four equal parts. Yeah. And that's, you know, speaking of the clock, the heirs tour clock, I don't know if I've said that yet, but when the Ares tour starts and you have the clock in the center, but there's also the two digital clocks on the side, when the numbers first pop up, when you don't own me is playing, which has so much meaning oh in and of God. itself. But the first number that you can see is 224, but it's cut in half on each side because the screen descends. And so it's 224. And by the time it gets below the full numbers, it's 223. But the first number you see is half of 224 on either side of the clock, which is 112. No. Yep. <laughs> yep. Have you counted the squares? How many squares? Yes, I have. <laughs> I can't I make them make sense. I don't want to talk okay. about it. There's no multiple of 112 there. Because isn't one side <laughs> missing one? It's not balanced. It's not. It's not balanced. It's something is intentional about that grid. And I will tell you that there are... I'm so mad that I know this, but on either side. So if you split the grid in half, you know, with the, the 224s, that was the idea to do that. On one side, on each side, there's 229 and a half because you have to split one in half. 229 and a half is 224 twice plus 11. So 224 is two cycles of 112 with 11 remaining as in TS 11. So I think on the Eras tour, <laughs> we're going to get 224 cycles or 224 days, two re-records, 224 days, two re-records and 11 left over TS 11 at the end of tour. Yeah, I could see it. The most recent reference to 112 that we think we found and Ryan was the one who found this immediately. 
just last week on January 23rd, Taylor Nation shared that post of Taylor dressed as Marie Antoinette and asked about how many secrets were in her hair. That is a quote from Mean Girls, the movie. Again, they shared that post on January 23rd. Mean Girls Day is October 3rd because that's the date that he asked her what the date was. And so they've actually designated October 3rd as Mean Girls Day. January 23rd is 112 days after Mean Girls Day, October 3rd. So Taylor Nation quoted Mean Girls 112 days after Mean Girls Day. And Mean Girls the Musical just came out. It came out on January 12th, one twelve, and the movie was exactly 112 minutes long. Stop. Stop. No. Wait, it came out on January 12th and it was 112 minutes long. Yes. Girl. And Mm-mm. go go on. And <laughs> Taylor was dressed as Marie Antoinette in that scene, and Marie Antoinette was born on November 2nd. One one two. Shut the f- <gasps> Stop. No. No, I watched an entire Marie Antoinette documentary last week. It was it was all right. I didn't get any clues from it, though. Something um, I haven't talked about on TikTok yet regarding Marie Antoinette. Um, a couple people got in my DMs. I don't know if somebody else made a video about it, but I had two people message me on the same day about this. So Marie Antoinette became Queen of France on May 10th. Taylor is performing on May in Paris on May 10th, exactly 250 years later. What? And Taylor was dressed as Marie Antoinette in the Bejeweled Music video. And she wore those shoes that had the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. So it's just something. And she to- said we were in Paris for the Midnight's track. Yeah. yeah. There's, yep, Paris. Such an underrated song, too. I so, love that. That's a bop. Mm-hmm. If the 112 day theory, 112 <laughs> day theory falls flat, you know, maybe we'll be clowning for May 10th in Paris. Here's the thing. It, there's no, yes, completely love that for a clowning of a release, but there's no falling flat on the theory in general. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of what does 216 do? Right. Yeah. I when mean, does the clock start again? You know, and she had had, you know, you had mentioned early cycles of 112 and, um, you know, some of those were 224, 336. So um, it's not unplausible. Um, that's not a word. It's not impossible. Uh, that's also not the right word. But um, for us to assume that, you know, she might skip over one of the 112 drop dates, right? right. So maybe it will just go straight to June 7th, which um or the clock just could restart at some other point we're not doing that shit forget the hunger games like that's too complex (sighs) i'm only on like we're on one time zone here do you know how hard it took uh, how long it took us to figure out tokyo to las vegas like no i can't reset the clock Mm -mm. do you guys want to pivot to grammys we can nikki what else is there anything else we need to drop here i think that was everything literally everything so good luck putting all of that together well and if that was everything we will bring nikki back for another episode if there's anything we're missing and guys 
She is on TikTok. So it's Nikki King 23 go sleuthing, calling all egg hunters here, right? Go find some more patterns of 112. Think outside the box and um, definitely send her anything that you find because I mean, even as you were talking, Nikki, I started thinking about other kind of ways to mix and match to make 112s out of certain dates or track titles, all that. So I say all that to say for the listeners, go follow Nikki. I'm sure you already do. <laughs> um, but if you don't, go follow her and then tell her if you find any 112s in your sleuthing. Please do. Yes. And leave it in our comments on YouTube here after our video if you guys find anything. Definitely. Yep. Oh, yeah. Don't just hide in Nikki's DMs. Leave it in yeah. our in our public comments. Thank you. Um, and sometimes I miss the DMs. So the comments, a lot of times I'll see those more often than I will the messages. So if I ever miss your message, just comment, hey, check your messages and I'll go check them. Yeah. Or you can comment on our YouTube, which gets like 12 comments max. So we'll definitely see it. Um, maybe it'll go up to 112. Yes, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, so Nikki, do you want to stick around and talk Grammys with us? Sure. Yay. We'll see if I have anything to add. And if not, you can cut me out. No, we're not cutting you out. We're not cutting you out. You're staying. <laughs> Okay, lovers. So as we know, the Grammys are coming up on February 4th. We're super excited because Taylor is confirmed to be there. Um, however, I think they confirmed that she is not performing. Um, but it is the 66 Grammys and 2-4 equals 6 of 24 equals 6. Reputation was Taylor's sixth album. Uh, we think Reputation Taylor's version is going to be the next re-record that we get. Um and famously, this is this is why I think she's up. She's nominated for six Grammys, and the first one she wins will be her thirteenth Grammy. I don't know where she would do it, but I think she's gonna announce the date of Reputation Taylor's version at the Grammys. And the thing that sold it for me was on Miss Americana, the documentary you have that scene where she's on the phone and they tell her, her team tells her you're not nominated in any of the major categories for reputation. And I feel like that moment was huge for her because she, I, she just went right into, well, I'm going to make a better album. I'm going to make a better album. And that's her growth mindset thinking though. Right. But she famously snubbed at the Grammys that year for reputation I mean, we're going to see everything rep-coded, I feel like, at this Grammys. Outfit, jewelry. I mean, what do you guys think? So one of the things that I noticed is that in Taylor Nation's post regarding the Grammys, they keep bringing up the number six. I think I counted today in the last couple days, five times they have either tweeted themselves or shared somebody else's tweet that specifically references six. And it's not just the six nominations. Like today is six days until the Grammys. They shared multiple tweets today about it being six days until the Grammys. And it's not common for them to share tweets with numbers like that. And so I found that personally to be very strange. Yeah. And I think this is a great time for me to interject and remind people that we do film a little ahead of time. So today is Monday, January 29th, because I take a few days to edit these. We'll get a little better and start filming a little closer. So anything that we've said since Monday, 
that has been proven factually inaccurate by Friday. Like if she decides she's going to perform at the Grammys and we already said she isn't, um, just know that we are a little bit behind in time, but yeah, it is a little odd. It's a Monday. So like six days, but I just got really excited when you were saying it was six days until Grammys because I am so excited (laughs) and I'm like six days. Well, Taylor Nation wants us to watch the Grammys, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they are directing us just like the VMAs when she announced Midnight's. They were hyping us up for those VMAs. And it's the same pattern that I'm seeing for the Grammys. Should we do some predictions on what we think she's going to wear? Like, are we, do we want to just throw out some wild, like, like I'm like, thinking a a dusty pink sparkly to match her nails for the last few weeks and it's going to be a total curveball and then the next album is going to be something light and airy that's just like my random you know random prediction i don't know that would be awesome the green threw me for the vmas so not the vmas where the fuck was she the golden golden globes yeah do you think she's gonna stay in the midnight's era for the aesthetic since it is the award show for the Midnight's era. Valid. But she could do Midnight's with a reputation spin, like at the Golden Globes, we got that sleek gown, you know, that she's given us over and over again with the sparkle, just in that green color. (laughs) Yeah, well, the overlap between the two, especially if she did like a silver or something, like Midnight's and Reputation, it's not like, you know, Midnight's and Lover, which have very different aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think whatever it's going to be is going to be very rep coded. I mean, I think we could actually see snakes on her this time. I would love it. It's like not even a dress. It's just a bunch of like snake material. <laughs> real like it's snake. like yeah, not real snakes. I was thinking like from the zoo. You know, you get um, stuffed animal snakes just sewn into a dress. <laughs> She's got like a actual boa around her neck. <laughs> she shows up Britney Spears style yeah. with a fucking snake on her shoulder honestly please do it like that would be iconic um what else with the grammys i predict she will win album of the year who are the other nominees in that category i know you have notes yep okay so for album of the year which that's all we have to talk about because that's like the biggest one taylor swift midnights is going up against sizza sos olivia rodrigo guts Miley Cyrus, Endless Summer Vacation, Lana Del Rey, Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard, John Batiste, World Music Radio, Janelle Monet, The Age of Pleasure, and Boy Genius, The Record. So a lot. It, it is. Um, but if you look at the year that Swift has had with the era's tour and the time person of the year um the year midnights has had as an album who i i don't see and the odds that i'm seeing on some of the websites too and the the it's got her as number one i mean like i don't know yeah and i made this point on a previous episode so if you guys haven't watched back jesse and i did a recap of previous years grammys kind of like a historical run through of the different awards and performances So definitely catch that. But one of the things I believe I mentioned on that is, you know, Midnight's had all top 10 tracks on the Billboard top 10, you know, and that was the first time it had ever happened. It was the first time that there were no men in the top 10. 
um, which is really sad that it had to be done by one woman taking all 10 spots. Like that shouldn't be a stat that doesn't already have been broken. But, um, but I think that's very like to have an album break that record and do something crazy, like taking all top 10 spots, not win album of the year would be surprising. But it's not about commercial success. We know that. So um, there's more to it. I would say commercial success is obviously a factor, but it's not the only factor. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Nikki? I don't. <laughs> you don't I, think he's going to win album think, of the year? Yeah. Uh, no, I just don't. I don't have opinions <laughs> about. I just, the thing that's hard for me for the Grammys is that anytime I go into it with expectations or hopes, I can be wrong. Like last year, if you remember with song of the year, um, the song that won, a lot of people were surprised by that. And while it might be a great song, it's not a song that people expected. And so I just don't know when the people, you know, that vote on these, what it is that they take into consideration. And the Grammys is pretty vague about the description for what each of the different awards are awarded for. And so I don't know if it's personal taste preference, you know, the, the moment that the album is released in, which, you know, I think in that case, uh, Midnight's has a really strong case for its commercial success. Um, I, I think conceptually it's a great album. I think it's sonically cohesive, you know, things that she's talked about in the past. I just don't know what they're looking for. You know, I don't know what the expectation is. So wild. I thought that was a great explanation though. I bet there's a lot more people who don't guess on these things. And yeah. to me, it's like, you know, it's like trivia. I'm like, oh, who's going to win? Um, yeah. It's not, it's, you know, it's not based on any merit of what my understanding of music. It's really just Taylor, Taylor's nominated. Maybe she'll win. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. And I think, um, you know, they, they could want a shock, you know, they, they may, they may do it for their own, um, you know, their own, what do you call it? Like clickbait online. It, you know, if Taylor doesn't right. win, it will just, it will rattle things just as much as she does. Yeah. The Grammys is, is a little bit unpredictable, more so than other award shows, like maybe voted on by the fans. Um, out of those records, all those records, the only other two that I would be able to like rate it against that I've really listened to is Lana and um, Boy Genius. Both excellent records. And we have to keep in mind that the Grammys loves Lana Del Rey. So... I mean, there's that, but against the actual album Midnight's, and I'm not saying this just as a Swifty, but that album is going to go down in history as one of her best albums of all time. I mean, it just will. It's, it's the one that hooked a lot of people that were not hooked yet. Um, culturally, like socioeconomically like look at what this album has done it's just it's a it's bigger than all of us right it's bigger than the whole sky i like, would say i do have kind of one thing i don't know if you'll want to include it or not but it's a thought i have i haven't put it in a tiktok yet but if she doesn't announce it at the grammys we know it that the announcement is coming in february i know that the announcement is coming in february so if she doesn't do it at the Grammys, that means she's going to do it at one of the shows and it's going to be overnight or very early morning for Swifties in the United States. Every night that we go to sleep that she has an Aerostore concert will feel like Christmas Eve waiting for Santa Claus. And we will wake up in the morning 
well, Jess will be awake, but the rest, <laughs> of us, the rest of us will wake up in the morning and it'll be like running downstairs to see if Santa Claus came, but it'll be us checking our phones to see if Reputation Taylor's version was announced. Okay. But like, do you keep your phone downstairs when you sleep or is that, was that a metaphor for Santa? No, like metaphor for Santa. Okay. I was you know, like, no, my phone's right next to me while I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's my alarm clock. Um, yeah, I love that. But are we giving up? Okay. So blue nail, black nail on the Karma Coffee Cup in the music video. Um, the Blue Nail representing 1989's announcement in August. Uh, what if there's still a black version of 1989? We're not out of that era yet. Mm -hmm. Jess can't handle it. Look at her, she's got her hands over her face. I seriously had so many theories and was clowning for a double 1989 so hard. And there were just, when I look back, I'm like, how is it not possible that we didn't get it? It's Taylor not over yet until she does another re-record. It's is it over now? We don't know. <laughs> Taylor Nation did have a post the other day where the word "double" was in all caps. Double votes, I think, for the People's Choice Awards. Is that what it was for? Well, if they did a double nineteen eighty nine album and they waited this long, then this is the glitch. Hmm. You know, because at this point, everyone's moved on. Reputation. You know, there's all these clues where we're into another year. Like, it would be really shocking. Like, if she would have done the double 1989 and dropped it right after, it wouldn't, like, it would have made sense. And we've been like, oh, my God. But, like, now it is feeling glitchy. Can can we talk about something that is confusing to me? Sure. So, do y'all remember when Taylor went to the first Uno party and she was photographed in July? I believe it was July 11th wearing an entirely snake print dress yep that was july 11th where is reputation taylor's version she is playing too long of a game at this point and i'm over it <laughs> it, it it is it is she's been hinting at rep for a very very long time how many cards are in an uno deck 112 yes yeah, 100 are you fucking with me no i did yeah. a video on it i did a TikTok on it Okay, so Nikki gave us her 112 download, but Nikki is a avid theorist and she does a good job. So we've got more to cover with Nikki. So we are going to bring her back next week, which I'm really excited about because then Nikki, you can join us for post Grammy commentary and we can just have some fun figuring out if any of our predictions came true. And um, yeah, so definitely come back next week. If you don't already follow us, we've got YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those dealios. If you are on a platform that you can leave us five stars, please do. That's a huge way for us to grow and to start showing up in recommendations on those different platforms. Um, and as always, we have an Easter egg hiding in Jesse's background. So if you know that Easter egg, you can leave it on comments in YouTube or TikTok, or of course you can find a form on our website, tspodnetwork.com. All right. Well, on that note, we will catch you guys next week. And as always, we love you guys. Bye. Bye. This hat is the exact replica of the one Taylor wore to the Chiefs game. And my friend Beth made it and made Anna one. And yeah, it's, 
87. It's the same exact. She used the same exact pattern and everything. So thank you so much, Beth. Like it's, it's incredible. So it's so cute. Yeah. You can find her on TikTok um, at Beth, B-E-T-H, Mox, M-O-C-Z. So. It's a phenomenal hat. So thank you, Beth. I am so thrilled. Yeah, I've been wearing it all nonstop in my house whenever the Chiefs play. 